I'm coming to you live from the new office here at Beachwood where a friend of the show, Kale Yancey, brought by my new, our, our new Judd desk yesterday, and it's looking buff. <laughs> well, what, so when you say you have a buff desk, what does that mean exactly? It looks brolic, swole AF. It's about to swing on you? It's hulking. You know, it's big. It's brolic. It's hulking. It's hulking. It's, Bul- bulbous. It's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was super, honestly, like, if, if you need if you need shit in L.A., holler at my boy Kale. Uh, he really came through with this shit. Like, I'm very, very happy. You telling me this man's name is Kale? With a C, it's fine. Uh, I mean, no, no shade. I was excited. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna drag his name. Judd Library Desk Twenty Seven in Red Oak. You can check him on his Instagram, Kale underscore Yancey Y A N C E Y. But yeah, he's he's my new go to for for furniture building. So oh, cool. Uh, and I needed someone. I needed someone in L A. But yeah, so I'm coming to you from this new desk, this new podcast station. I think I can finally get a microphone stand. So welcome to the new millennium. Okay, that's good. So now we just need to get some furniture in there that has some sound absorbing characteristics. Because I feel like you are just in a Sorry, an, empty, <laughs> an empty wooden room that has a wooden desk on it. Is that right? No, there's two. There's two Eames three pad uh, office chairs as well as how many some pads? Fl- how many pads? Three. It's, it's three pads, ho, for us big backs. You know what I'm saying? We got big backs. <laughs> uh, I met Chris. He has a he has yeah. a very big back. Yeah, it's a long, back long back. Okay, okay, I uh, get but it. yeah, it's, it's it's really it's it's really nice to have a. De- I mean, we haven't we haven't had a desk in this apartment, so it's it's really nice to have a proper uh, work area. And this is a this is a desk that's a two seater desk right it's a like a, yeah like it's a big enough seat. yeah we, we we made it big enough for two so there's two ma- there's matching vintage eames chairs side by side mm-hmm. um and uh, of course there's room for my hermes journal um you know once i get a mm-hmm. rounded <laughs> gaming monitor it'll fit perfectly so okay, it's gonna be okay. it's it's so it's this an, is it's a whole Chris, new world Chris for us black's fashion over function tour continues is what you're saying <laughs> no this is not fat this is not fashion over function this works great i don't know what you're talking about okay you got a you got a two-seater desk that means you and bay finna type at the same time at no the same desk? first of all you know i don't use a desk like i don't i don't i just got this shit for looks bro i, I okay okay i i work from bed you know my my greatest work um, uh-uh. when my mind is truly at ease and able to fire Don't. is usually when I'm, when I'm zontal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. My, not unlike, I mean, Chris Brown, great dancer on two feet, but he really can put work in, you know, in the sheets. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I am also, you know, champion lovemaking that guy. I'm, I'm still recovering from my surgery. Uh, but I'm feeling pretty good, and yeah. So you 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 hit the you hit the LASIK raw, correct? No no uh, painkillers. Well, killers. You, LASIK you you hit you hit raw. I mean, they do it. They do it. Your eyes are open. They numb them. You look at a light. A laser blasts your eye. It smells like burning eggs or hair for you know twenty mm-hmm. seconds, and then they move on to the next eye, and it's over. Mm-hmm. And eggs sound good. Luckily, my doctor, who also did uh, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant's eyes, uh, uh-huh. was playing Justin Bieber. I would say at a, at a, at a volume that that bordered on alarming in the operating room. Like it was a little, <laughs> it, it was a little loud for me. 
but overall uh, alarmingly loud justin bieber was was pumping as you were about to have mm-hmm. a laser beam shoot directly into your eye the only set of eyes that you uh, will ever have in your lifetime yeah that you use to see yeah. Luckily, podcasting is an audio-only format, but it's going to be tough for you to get around driving and stuff like that if you if you are blinded. I took I took one day off yesterday and felt pretty weird all day. And then today, I, I last session before tour with Hunter, you had to get a pump in. And now mm-hmm. we're podcasting a, a rare morning podcast for us. And then we're luckily, we're hitting the OC just to build for my follow-up appointment. And, and we have to pick up some... Uh, large duffels i like i like that us go are you going to your doctor's appointment check-in to make sure it was a successful eye surgery is what you call we're gonna go down and build well we have an hour in the car to build so oh oh, i thought you meant you're gonna build with your doctor about your no 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 i'm building with you're gonna build with i yeah we we're getting into our tour grind mindset we need to to figure out sometimes it's important that we talk when the mics are not hot. Great. I, well, we need to get our pre-show prayer sorted. I was thinking about this already. Okay. Which God is it going to be this week, Chris? Well, I believe it will be Allah as always, mm-hmm. but I think that we need to figure out kind of, I feel like we should have our tour blessed by a, a clergyman. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if that's going to work <laughs> out because I don't really know if there's the, the kind of clergyman that they have down in Orange County. I don't really want them blessing my shit. No, see, they seem like my kind of guys. They seem like guys that are pinching a little from the plate, if you know what I mean. The only, I'm more into the bad religion kind of guys, not the good religion. <laughs> They're definitely in Orange County. That's where they live. Pinching from the plate. <laughs> okay. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about Mama Stewart's barbecue either. I'm talking about coal hard cash and mm-hmm. that yeah. gold offering plate they pass around. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm looking forward to my final trip to Orange County for a while. I've been banging it a little too hard, and I'm I'm I'm. I need a break. I can't wait to reconnect with my southern roots tomorrow. Damn, bro. It's going to be fun. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I I don't really know what we're going to do. So we we arrive, and then we'll have a little time to kind of hang, have a day off in, in ATL before our our first show, which is on Friday. I'm going to go to Barry's Boot Camp, I'm sure, and then I'm going to take you to Elmira for a burrito. Okay. Okay. So, and then other cities. I was going to ask you about the 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 gym flow. So, for the other cities, are you just going to do like hotel gym workouts, or are you going to? I've booked. I've booked. Try to find a class. I've booked berries in most cities um, for this first leg. Boston classic berries. Lots of lots of like bros there. Uh, New York berries is booked. Philadelphia. I mean. Do they even exercise there, or is it just fixed gear alley cat races? It's alley cat stuff, which is where I'm going to shine. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, that's, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, I'm, is it cool if I check my bike? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah, no problem, bro. Just check your bike. Put it on my account, please. I want you to be happy. I the thought of you in one of those little hats with the flip up bill, mm-hmm. my my campagnolo hat, drinking a PBR in a can with a little hoagie around the corners of your mouth um you know I, it's yeah, it's yeah, a, i mean it's, this this is the real me unfortunately <laughs> we we joke and we kid but that's kind of uh that's where my my most comfortable existence lies well i'm, I'm you know i love hoagies i love i live life on two wheels <laughs> and i have a little bit of a drinking problem so you know <laughs> so it's kind of billy is gonna be my shit good i'm I'm happy to do it i'm look i'm i'm getting excited i think this this merch situation we went to go pick everything up and it was a little more than we anticipated even though we obviously had approved the numbers beforehand i know i'm starting to feel like goddamn chinatown market the amount of 
it's units market. that were moving. It's market. It'll never. No one's ever going to call. You know, that's. <laughs> but let's let's talk about that really quick before our guest. Big porches coming up. We're we're both fans of porches. That guy rules. Great music. Big fan. Uh, and we're lucky to have him on the pod. Apparently, apparently I've, I've been hearing that Aaron Main, aka Porches, is a tennis player, and we should see if he wants to smoke. Oh, shit. Just, just okay. something to think about. Okay, so real last words on that. So the China, like I had a friend in high school. Uh, his name, his name was Steve Krebs, and we always used to call him Beavis. That was his nickname. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know about this, yeah. And we used to call him Beavis, and that was like his name. And then at a certain point, we got a little bit older, and maybe he got a little more intellectual, a little more something-something. And he wanted, <laughs> he, wanted to, he wanted to up his social value and status, and he was like, hey, guys you know don't call me beavis anymore please and we're like fuck you beavis like you can you can never ask that and then he then one day he was like no, hey you can't can you instead of calling me steve can you guys call me steven and then as soon as you do that it's like bro come on bro and it's i think somebody else had a joke about it about what uh about sting calling the police one day and be like hey guys just a couple you know we got the show on wednesday and that's gonna be good and like blah blah, blah. and also really quick um could you guys start calling me Sting from now on? You know, like, like how that. So, like, it's the same thing oh. with Chinatown Market. It's like, hey guys, we're not going to be Chinatown Market anymore. We just want to be called Market because we're like two white guys who make a, a clothing company and make millions of dollars off of a company called Chinatown Market. So, just call us Market from now on. And everyone's just like, all right, Chinatown Market, you got it. <laughs> no, like, I, no, I, no one's going to call a Market. Unless you're making a buck off of them. I agree with you, and I would like to make a, bu- a buck off of them, unfortunately. We will not be. Shout out to Mike. Nice guy. We will not be collaborating on any uh, How Long Gone Basketballs anytime soon. Um, but <laughs> I don't think anyone was, was they're making a lot more money than most people we know, so got to give them credit there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it's tough. I mean, I don't know how you go about changing your name from Chinatown Market to something else. <laughs> you know, there's no perfect way to do it. I guess market is a good way to do it. It's kind of a boring thing. There really is no... Pr- I mean, the fact that they they did it and came through it and got bought for a staggering amount of money is pretty incredible. I know. To be, to be honest. Like, that, that's, like, kind of unheard of. I know. I mean, that between that and that couple having sex on the side of Noah next to the BLM mural... Bro, how do we not... Ta- how, how did we... <laughs> How did we not talk about that? That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I saw the video too. Apparently, they go Bro. all over different Nolita locations and just have uh, doggy style stand up sex. Um, and that's not something that has been done in by me in a while. Do you think that that was? Do, do you think that that was Nolita Dirtbag himself? <laughs> Definitely not. The, I know the Nolita Dirtbag, and he doesn't have public sex. He's a little cock shy. That's fair. But those videos were those. I mean, if you guys didn't see those, I don't even know where. I mean, I saw it from you, but I saw it all over. I, I don't know where it, it was from. An Instagram account. It was just a guy that was going around filming this cup. They're like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we walked around New York at night or whatever and just." <laughs> Fucked on the sidewalk, standing up with my Air Maxes on. And then Man, someone's like, yeah, that's a good idea. This- well, let's do that and make sure we film that and film that. And let's put it up on social media for everyone to see it. In the same day, we got Nolita Fuckbag and the guy that, that chose to get shot with a thousand paintballs just for clout. We, we've hit the bottom. Like, we've hit the absolute bottom 
of what people are willing to do. It's really it's, it's making me miss milk crate, dude. The, the milk crate. I'll, I'll I mean, that, that back when that was the greatest. That was the greatest time. That was a simpler time for mm-hmm. us, and I I miss it every day. I miss it every fucking day. We'll we'll be continuing to tease out some more merch. We'll get some nice proper photos of it and. If you want, if you want some of this merch, you have to come to one of our shows and uh, and see us live, and that'll be that'll be the place where you can can access this merchandise. If you live in another city or another country and you can't see us, then you know maybe later on we'll put some stuff online. We'll know. think about we'll think about it. There's going to be one. There's going to be one. The, the tennis ball shirt I posted, designed by a friend of the show Benjamin Edgar. We did do a special online exclusive colorway of that that will be going up, but we'll we'll keep you posted. Mm-hmm. Don't get your hopes up. Don't get <laughs> Don't your get hopes, hopes up. up. Okay, let's let's talk to our dog, Aaron Main, aka Porches. I'll see you on the court. Au revoir. We're ready to go. What up, baby? How are you? Me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you. You, Aaron. Me, baby. I'm good. Yeah, I'm chilling in my apartment. It's beautiful here. I gotta say, your voice sounds a lot your your voice sounds a lot like your voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Did I just hear a car <laughs> speed by your apartment right now? Yeah, we're in New York on uh, Eldridge Street. So okay, what's what's across street? Uh, I'm between <laughs> uh, Hester and Grand. Damn. Okay. Shout out to dropping. Oh, you're you're really in the you're in the mix. I'm in the mix. Yeah, I've been here for like uh, I'm about to renew the lease for the sixth year. I'll close this. Damn. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be in New York next week. We're on, we're going on tour. Are- we're not going to be playing in New York. We're, we'll be in New York. Our, our show's on uh, the twenty third of October. Cool. Where's that happening? Is it a, a real life thing? It's at Bowery Ballroom. Fun. Yeah, it's just up the street. Very very real. Very real. Where are you? Are you from New York? Yeah, I'm from uh, Pleasantville. It's like forty five minutes upstate. Damn, it's really it's really called Pleasantville. I like it that. It is. Yeah, it is pleasant. It's like two square miles. Pretty uh two square miles. Pretty nice place to grow <laughs> up for for sure. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the what's the vibe up there? Very mellow? Yeah, it's like um it's like a suburb through and through. Mellow, green, pretty liberal. Yeah, it was I don't know, it was cool. It's like some art, you know, a lot of the, the adults their parents when i was growing up kind of commuted to the city so that I, I knew some people that like were interested in skateboarding and music and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah i had a good little team and i i like it was rare that i came down to the city a lot of people have asked you know like was i coming down whenever i had a chance but it was pretty uh entertained up there you were happy in, <laughs> in the upstate zone you were I, was. I grew up i grew up in orange county and i would go up to la and hang out with every chance I could get. Yeah, I had some friends like that too that would just like I don't know, just always try and be making their way down to the city. But I, I like that you were content. I was content. I had my like little band stuff, skated around Pizza Hut buffet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what more does a girl Only need? The best, baby, and, and also the yeah, truly the upstate the upstate chronic is probably a little bit better than the city swag as well, right? Yeah, we have those like <laughs> total mids, like <laughs> total mids. mids. I, I, you know, I, I was actually talking about the Pizza Hut buffet over the weekend, and 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 how that's something that like 
everyone in our general age range can really relate on. So sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, it really, I mean, it really does. And, and I don't know, just the, the decor of the Pizza Hut at that time and like the shape of the actual restaurant. It's amazing that they built the little hut. Like, I didn't even realize it was a hut till like <laughs> last year. Like, yeah, the- damn, bro. Pizza Hut, <laughs> Pizza Hut is dead ass a real hut. I was like, the red, <laughs> this I is was crazy. like the red roof. Like the weird yeah, like, red <laughs> roof, and then someone's like, "Yeah, like a hut." I was like, "You're fucking kidding me!" <laughs> he said, "Shiver me timbers." Pizza Hut is a hut after all. <laughs> it's a damn hut. I'll be yeah. Damned. I uh, my friend was telling a story about like I guess like going home to visit visit their parents and like being super stoned and going into what used to be a pizza hut and realizing it had been repurposed yes. into like a Chinese Chinese That's restaurant. Really but it looks too, like they pizza like hut. painted a different color and you're like, you're not fooling anyone. Yeah. You're not, you're not fooling anyone. This is, this is our, uh, our friend Ryan. He probably was, it was deep in Canada somewhere where this kind of stuff can happen. Mm. But I think that the, the, um, the repurposing of the hut does not really work. You gotta, gotta, you gotta start new. Construction no, they did it. They, that, I think, I think I that's think. when I realized that, um, there's like a Greek restaurant in the old Pizza Hut in Pleasantville. The last time I went up, I think they just painted painted the roof like like, shit. like soft green thing. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. You, but you can't wash the pepperoni out of that drywall. Can no, you, you can't take the memories out of the out of the Pizza Hut. Eating like yeah, Aaron. Aaron's Aaron's book it pins are still proudly on his jacket from all the all the Pizza yeah. Hut trips. So I, I wouldn't want to take that away from you. So so that. as you've gotten older, moved into the city, have you improved your 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 eating habits, your nutritional <laughs> value? Or are we still are yeah we, yeah? What, what's going on? What I, are we putting I, in that nice I've little tum tum of yours? But I do. I was talking about this sort of the the appetite persists. Like I feel like I could sub Pizza Hut for anything and just like want to eat like six times the suggested portion, you know, whether it's like, <laughs> you know, a sweet green salad or, you know, I don't know what, what else there is some like shrimp toast or something like that. Um, <laughs> Those are the three foods available in America. Pizza <laughs> Hut, sweet green and shrimp toast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got a twisted diet, bro. I hope yeah. you have a stomach of steel. Well, we this is impressive. I don't know. If, have you guys had shrimp toast before? You bet your ass I have. When was the first time you had shrimp toast? I don't know. It, it, was, it was It was later in life. It was probably like my late 20s when I had it. Okay, because I had never heard about it until like mm. post or global pandemic and stroke the other day that there's one thing that came that we came out of uh, <laughs> this <laughs> This thing was with the invention of shrimp toast. Kind of. Okay. So if there's one positive in your life from the global COVID pandemic, it was discovering shrimp toast. I don't even like it that much. I just, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was. You, just like the, you discovered like, it. You, you, you like it as a concept, it. maybe. Or you're proud of yourself for discovering it, perhaps. Like a, yeah, like a Christopher Columbus style discovery. I just realized that <laughs> yeah. like every restaurant in this four block radius has their version of shrimp toast and it's the new poke bowl yeah something like that and i'm not going to stand for it new tuna. what what jason can you break down what a good shrimp toast would consist of obviously it's shrimp and bread but i know there's some other ingredients yeah you you kind of like get the shrimp into a paste you like chop it up or like put Mm. it in a food processor until it's like a mush then you smear it on a piece of bread and then you deep fry the whole entire thing and then on top of that, then you you know you can add some like sesame seeds or green onions and like a little dipping sauce, whatever you want it to be. 
It's not super healthy for you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. But I got to say, Aaron, you know, you talk about eating six times the the nutritional value or the FDA approved amount of foods, but you don't seem like a large lad. What's going on? Um, I think I think I think I just got blessed with my metabolism up until now. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I like up until now. I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, up until I just cursed myself. Um, <laughs> I spread it out, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I guess all I think about is food. I, I feel like, a, I don't know, I don't know what to say about food. I just like to eat a lot. And I I feel like I have a, like a pretty boyish, boyish appetite where, you know, I'm lucky enough to get to kind of like stuff my face every now and then. I try, you know, eat a little bit during the day, but when it's like dinner time, I just... When it's feeding time, it's feeding time. I'm the same it's, way. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I hope, I mean... I feel like people kind of lose their appetites naturally as they get older. Like my dad barely touches his food, and I wonder if that will ever happen to me. That's never going to happen to you, bro. You have a you have a thirst for life and for, for taste. Apparently, chicken ten- chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, those are good. I've been trying. <laughs> those are pretty good. Trying to do this. Um. Oh, we don't need to talk about this actually. <laughs> no, Boy. we do. We do. I was just gonna. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we definitely. Food is do. pretty much the most. Uh, talked about or thought about subject in my brain as well. So, well, you're in a safe space, Aaron. I've been trying to do this vegan thing for like seven or eight months now. Was what I was going to say before mm-hmm. I said in my head, "Don't, just don't." <laughs> <laughs> so, when you say try this vegan thing, does that mean something more than just be vegan? No, no, no. Just like just be vegan. This vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. how is it working it's not is it an attempt or a success it's, it's loose but it's it's yeah it's i'd say it's pretty successful um I'll, I'll eat some fish stuff so i guess some people might say it's not vegan at all but well i was mentioning on an earlier episode that i i believe that the the most healthy diet that a human can consume is be vegan but also eat seafood fish stuff like that yeah you know like a mac- macrobiotic style diet i think that's gives you all the protein and nutrients you need from animals without any of like the cholesterol heart disease you know it's low calorie it's clean i think i think that's a, a good way to be so don't shame yourself for eating all that feels shrimp. good feels pretty clean i feel like everyone has some opinion about it but mm-hmm. i feel pretty good what about uh what about cigs you smoking cigs porches uh. Yeah, I'm still, <laughs> yeah, I still, I smoke like, I smoke like a pack a day. It's disgusting. You doing indoor smoking? Sounds pretty hot. Sounds pretty hot to me. Yeah, you doing indoor smoking? Uh, no, not really. I'll, I'll like stick my head out my window sometimes, but not not like chilling in bed smoking cigarettes. Thankfully, I feel like that's the next the next level and I, I hope i don't reach that same, yeah same thing with the appetite i feel like i hear people are like one day like they just really gross me out and i stop smoking i'm like praying that i wake up one day and like don't <laughs> want to smoke because i love it so much I, it's it's bad though did you start as a teenager did you are you like a lot like a 14 and, and onward or is it something you came to as an adult I, I guess I've been like a pretty consistent smoker since I was 17, 18. Not always like this much, but 
didn't take long. Did you go through a jewel phase or have you stuck to the real thing? I, I got a jewel for like two weeks and I was like, oh, this is great. I like cut out some cigarettes and then I was just jeweling inside and smoking out. So I was like, this is not really yeah. not working. So yeah, I still smoke. Uh, do you guys, did you ever? Yeah, I'll do, I'll do Jason, it. I'll, Jason's a blaster. Not, not, not that much. I'm more of, I would say pack a week kind of kind of guy that's reasonable if i if i could you've do cut that back. you've cut you've cut i back. would have no qualms about it but yeah i think it's really about kind of setting you know making it a little game or something like that a reward system is, is sort of how i like to do it setting some boundaries you know don't do it before a certain time of day and wait yeah. until you do this this and this and then you can treat yourself because the whole i think the whole point of it um, you know, if it is something that you really do enjoy, you know, and I feel the same way about smoking or, or eating, you know, pizza hut or shrimp toast or whatever it is, like if you're going to do it and you really do love smoking as much as you say you do, then you want to set it up in a way where you're able to enjoy it without shaming yourself or beating yourself up about yeah. it. And I think that's where the bad stuff, I'm not very good at that. Knock on wood, like you a, know, the cancers or whatever come from an addict personality with, with the pizza hut and the cigarettes. I don't. It's like kind of all or nothing for me mm-hmm. with most most things in my life. I think that's some like Libra. <laughs> like there's not there's not much of a, a gray area. I like to kind of you've got an all or nothing attitude yeah. as it pertains to Pizza Hut. Yeah, come p- insert like anything, <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I want to finish it all, or I like <laughs> will not touch. You know, like yeah, I think there's a there's a quote from soft canceled comedian Louis C.K. I'm I don't stop eating when I'm full. I stop eating when I hate myself. Exactly. Are you smoking grass as well? Uh, yeah, I smoke some grass, but I have the same like tolerance as I did when I was like 15 years old, where if I smoke more than like one hit, I like go into the corner kind of vibes, which is kind of nice because I probably would, you know, would love to smoke weed all day or at least kind of, I feel like there's something to that. And I have some friends that kind of functioning stoners, you know, it's like a part of their life. Yeah. It seems whatever. It's like a dependency, like any, anything else, but yeah, I I love how when it hits, it feels amazing. I I like to mainly like make music or chill out at home. I don't particularly like being stoned um, in like a social situation that tends to be where the like paranoia happens yeah <laughs> the problems start you don't yeah. like to be as high as hell trying to figure out what gate your flight moved to yeah i just want to be like <laughs> like five feet from my bed just in case i need to like lay down just in case something happens yeah when i when i smoked weed i was very social i could do it all the time but I, I never smoked i never like woke up and smoked weed i think that's where the darkness begins a little bit yeah mm-hmm. that's what kevin Federline was doing <laughs> exactly yeah i, I kind of i was experimenting with that last summer i feel like i kind of that was the closest i got to like a smoke weed all day kind of thing in my like little tiny like my little bowl <laughs> isn't it cool to be able to be an artiste and have the ability to be able to experiment with things like that you know? i just cool. imagine you know yeah. some bros who have some shitty job listening to this right now like i want to try that. yeah no i, can't I mean it's it's crazy like it's this shit i can get away with in my house um <laughs> it's sick <laughs> it's sick yeah um definitely <laughs> sick um <laughs> 
don't I'm just saying don't take it for granted, Porches. That's all. No, it's true. I, I really I, I try not to. Um but you mm. you're totally right. It's like it's a funny it's like an obscene luxury to kind of be like uh, experimenting with weed like in my early thirties, like <laughs> making mm. Yeah, no. on my computer in my house it's a charmed life yeah as long as you share the beauty of that with other people you know it's exciting did you have jobs before being a professional music maker yeah i did uh my mom just like you're getting your working per- what is it called working papers i was when you're 14 years old and i started working i worked at this um chinese takeout restaurant in pleasantville for four years and high school Damn. called magic Wat. so you started working at a chinese restaurant when you were 14 i guess it's fit when are you in when are you uh, a freshman in high school like yeah four, 14. I, I was 14 when i was a yeah freshman. yeah 14 15 yeah. that's that's serious i like the i like the work ethic yeah game. my mom that's real my, shit my mom instilled some some solid work ethic work values that my boss at the restaurant too i she was kind of um in hindsight i feel like she, she's kind of a big part of she held me to a high standard as a 14 year old. And I think when I was 14, I was like, not about that, but I think it kind of uh, helped form some, some sort of habits or structure. Like, so you got to know what it feels like to have an Asian mom. She, yeah, she was the shit. Alice Chan, um, Shout out to Alice. a lot of, a lot of love to her. I, what did you do? What, what jobs did you do in the restaurant? I'm sure you, I had- was uh, like a host. So I did all the takeout orders. They had like three phones and then um okay. yeah it was cool i did that then i quit and then i went back and like delivered food for them when i had a license i worked at this like dog grooming daycare place sorry when you were 14 and you're, you're starting to have a little scratch in your pocket what were you were you saving or were you yeah, blowing it on an ipod on distortion pedals first, first purchase yeah first thing i saved up for with my own money was uh, an ipod i remember and I would like listen to it and put it like back in the package, you know, and like left the, damn, <laughs> damn. I was obsessed with the object. I thought it was the, the coolest thing ever. I'm still kind of like that with my, at least like Apple products. You ha- you you enjoy the design, the industrial design. I think so. Yeah. I don't like it when people touch my screen, you know, I'm like kind of a narc about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hands off the screen buddy you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i worked hard to keep this motherfucker I do, I, clean it just yeah maybe it's that maybe it's because i like worked at that restaurant and it's like had this little precious most expensive thing i ever owned you know so mm-hmm. i just remember bringing like the case on vacation and like <laughs> polishing it and stuff weird <laughs> um that's good that's i good. like this one I know I like this a lot. Also, we have to remember that before we got a new phone, you know, every six months, like the original iPod was some wild shit. I mean, that is some wild shit. Like if you if you really listen to music and you really care and all of a sudden you can have it with you at all times, that's pretty life changing. Mm-hmm. Bro, I got 5000 songs on this. hoe. I got every Elliot Smith uh-huh. live recording ever made. <laughs> exactly. On this yeah, it was cool. Exactly. Like that's that's pretty big. Like we're underestimating that, I think, right now. It was the first one with like the backlit screen too that she could turn on do you remember that of course jason was a big that was a game changer nano guy never nanoed <laughs> that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so you um so during quarantine you've been you've been releasing some some singles a few right yeah i had some songs some singles 
You did one album. Al- how many albums have you done, like full lengths? Um, like 7,000. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Uh, Torches full lengths. I think there's one, two, three, four. This will be the fifth that's coming out in like a, a week or so we can change you you've you've skipped over the sophomore slump yeah i had a, a and and kind of gone straight in which is which is tough to do yeah it's it's there's this really funny like pitchfork uh i don't know if you call it like head not a headline but like a tweet or something it was like porches returns again <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like not no kind of like a little a little jab porches returns again i maybe there i mean i feel like i noticed that because i would get like a little spotify notification and it'd be like there's a new porches release i'm like oh sick and then i would look and it would just be one song and i'd be like the song is good but you know i i felt like it had been a while since there had been a full album but it there's only it's only been a, a few years right um well i put a record out not that like march 13th 2020 because ricky ricky music was out of full length that was a full length and i sent it went sailing into the lockdown quarantine which was kind of crazy um i mean like the the timing couldn't have been more spot on or comedic but (laughs) it felt really it was pretty humbling experience because you make these records and they're sort of like the spikes of your career i guess or like kind of what you work towards like putting a record out is kind of like the height of at least releasing music Mm -hmm. and it just kind of you know have it just be exposed for what it was which is like just one album on the earth and like i don't know it just i think it was really healthy for me to kind of see it go out into this crazy place and just remember like at the end of the day what it is that i'm doing and how like how precious it how precious how precious it is is like without anyone else involved like i had to kind of ask myself like what does this mean to me what is this you know what what can the record do for me if there's no audience or if like there's no time or space or place for it i feel like it was kind of a blessing to kind of see it just to put it out there and you know for people to have it in kind of a, a scary time if they if they wanted to be hearing new music or like have that they could feel a, a strong emotional connection with some with some art yeah i just so that happened and i feel like my my tune changed a little bit where it's like okay like let me just approach this remembering like why i started making music in the first place where it kind of it's a pretty joyful thing for me and it can kind of serve me in a lot of ways emotionally that um it's kind of easy to forget i i guess when like you can look outward for like like reassurance uh, yeah just like yeah like like a, like bounce it off people are like well yeah you you make a movie you, you write an album you you are dying to have everybody be like this is amazing i love it 9.3 on pitchfork five star you know you you want that value like hey the world says i did a good job and you and instead of, and also you want to go and tour it and you want to see your fans sing your words back to you and, and feel all that love. And you just put out an album and then people on Spotify listen to it and they're like, Hey, this album's good. And then that was about it. Instead of it being a product and it's like, Oh, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to tour on it. Yeah. Yeah. We were set to like tour for the whole year. And I'm 
honestly really happy that I feel like I got a second chance to make another record. And I made this one sort of in a much different space. And it, and it feels, I feel like I re, like truly excited about this album that's coming out and super excited to tour it. And I, when I was making it, it was like, if we ever get to play live music again, like I want this to be the most like maximal, like loud, over the top, like energetic collection of songs to perform live. So I was thinking it, like, kind of fantasizing. You going sicko mode? Yeah, I'm trying to go sicko mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel kind of, I feel kind of juiced up about it. So that feels good. No, that's great. Yeah. What's the live band looking like? Are we, are we pulling out the Marshall stacks for this? Is it, are we getting, yeah. are we yeah, doing I'm wall of sound? Flying V? Nirvana out and like, plug the guitar into an amp and yeah just to have it be like this <laughs> like that kind of few backing tracks like like no tricks you know like i just i just wanted it to be like as raw and like performable okay. as possible so it's i don't know there's been times in the past where you kind of play these songs in your headphones and record them and sing them like only when you're recording them and it comes time to figure out how to do it live and it can just be like a totally draining like you know like joyless experience to try and like recreate it live so it's just trying to avoid that i guess and just kind of push something out that felt okay so you just you just want it to be real and and not just hitting play on ableton and then singing your little singing over it yeah kind of like ask myself like what would this feel like to play in a room full of people and not like be a little tweaker in my room like whatever is scratching around like <laughs> mm-hmm. no tweaker shit is the motto of this no tour. tweaker like, shit do you so do you do do most of this at home like are you recording at home like alone is that home, the vibe alone yeah it's been that way for the last four albums um like some people think porches is like a full like band through and through and some people know that it's i mean i'll like write it record it i'll have some guests occasionally we all, I mean, I like to perform with the band and that, you know, like that's important to me. But as far as the, the recording and writing process goes, I keep that to myself. We got to keep all those royalties with daddy, right? Uh, yeah, I, li- I like this. Yeah, these domino checks are hitting different when it's just <laughs> when it's just big dog. There ain't no, you know what I'm saying? He ain't, he ain't cutting this shit up. I got to split this with Jason. So, you know, I'm broke, Aaron, but you keep all this shit. I like I like your attitude. I like yeah, what you're doing. Trying, I mean, I save a little money, like not having to spend it on a studio or like a producer or a band or musicians so but i i mean it's cool i i i finished this i've been in this apartment for five years and i I finished this record like i don't think i've like really taken my head up from the desk for like the last six seven years and i finished this and i was like uh that might be the last record i make in this room (laughs) or you know at least like the way i've been doing it which it's kind of exciting. Right. That's what I was going to ask, though. Is, is there a part of you that wants to go to a studio and do the whole thing just to do that? I mean, could that experience yeah, benefit no, they, you, they like, personally and professionally? Is. I'd love to, One of my dreams is to kind of, like, you hear about these bands going to whatever, just some studio for, like, a month or two, <clears throat> writing and recording a record from, from front to back, like, in two months, where that's that's very much not what my process has been like but i i think it'd be great to try that yeah i'd like to see you move into rick rubin's house for a month yeah exactly start start hitting the ice bath and just really crank out your your number one shit (laughs) but you know also you know if things you know if things keep going well 
you know, eventually you'll you'll move to LA, you'll build out a home studio in there and you know, you'll still be doing the same thing that you're doing now. It'll just be in a little bit of a nicer situation, maybe a little more room to spread your wings and shred. Well, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I'm not I'm not talking shit about my little apartment. I I like LA, but I I don't know what I would do with like the ten other ten months of the year if I've made a record in two months. You know, it's kinda like my whole <laughs> I built my whole my whole life around it where I just kind of wake up and do that and feel like I'm working you know it's kind of what well after after you finished this album did you how did you celebrate or did you celebrate did you go you know get a go to Palm Springs for a weekend you head upstate you 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 know what did we do Kauai what did I do? I probably like a martini or something like that just don't say you just went to Chervo's and got a fucking martini bro we need to do a real <laughs> celebration here I'm it's coming up I'm gonna celebrate <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what to do for the my birthday is on the 7th the record comes out on the 8th of October so okay. I'm trying to tag team these two I'm trying to make sure I don't like wake up after my birthday on the album release feeling like shit so i might try to combine a, a single a singular is this a bit is this a big birthday in any way is it monumental or is this just um, a birthday i'm turning 33 for whatever reason like that I, I don't think i've been like excited about an age in a long time at 33 like i, I have weirdly have like a good feeling about <laughs> you feel it in the stars a nice like round or like good looking number 30 is cool 31 32 are kind of like a wash, I guess. Yeah, like early, but thirty-three feels. I don't know. So you, so you're a little bit of a celestial fella, is what it sounds like. <laughs> Not really. I think about I think about <laughs> Libra stuff. You know, I don't I don't know much about anyone else's sign. Libra stuff. Libra stuff. We're both Virgos, so there's a lot. There's a lot happening right What's now. What's your most uh, Virg- Virgo behavior? My most Virgo behavior is I'm. Uh, they say that Virgos are perfectionists usually, but I don't really find, I, I always wondered why that happened because I was never like a good student and I was like kind of like lazy and my, I was not super clean or like OCD or everything. But then I realized that as it, when it comes to sandwich making, I'm, I'm yeah, a perfectionist. <laughs> so it's like, it's sort of like the, the, the more banal things in life. That's where I really, I'm a, a pure perfectionist. I didn't know that about you. I'm I am a perfectionist. It's Chris's way or the highway, and unfortunately, um, it's it's kind of get down or lay down when it comes to that. And and for Jason, that's positive because I drag him to the top with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I I don't know I don't know if everyone else in my life would agree this is a good quality, but I have I have decided that it is, and I run with it. But unfortunately, um. I find that I am, am I embody most of those qualities that I've read about. What are like the the Virgo like negative qualities? Mm, I think you're a dick, kind of. Uh, yeah, uh, Virgo Virgos. I've I've I'm like um, kind of overly observant of things and maybe a little critical, mm-hmm. a little stubborn. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I'm, you it's, are. It, it's a little. Like a lot of it comes back to food of just like if 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 it's if someone's going to decide what restaurant we're going to go to, I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of words. Yeah, like people like all my friends are like, you just pick where we're going to go because you're going to 
have something to say about every other suggestion. Yeah, good job. But you know, it's, it's sometimes it's tough to be around a Virgo. My mom is a Libra. It is, but we're hot. You're hot. Virgos are hot. <laughs> yeah, I just decided. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We'll pull that. We'll pull that soundbite. Thank Virgo, you. Virgo, you know, people are attracted to Virgos because we're kind of a little dark and mysterious and sexy. You know. <laughs> um. But uh, you know, the negative traits of a Libra, you guys are attention seekers. True. You want to have the the spotlight on you. And also it says that you're dishonest. Is that true? I don't you don't strike me as a lying kind of fella. <laughs> really? Or do you do you be lying? I I don't be lying. I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> I could see you being a really bad liar, I gotta Awful. say. Which is a which I is like a good trait. Think, you know, like if I try <laughs> <laughs> Somebody calls you out on lying and you just you just I mean, double I would over. Like, <laughs> start to say a lie and then like pass out. I don't I try to avoid it at all costs. You go into cardiac arrest. <laughs> I think that's a that's a very that's a very endearing quality to have in the you know. Yeah. Maybe tough if you're like a like a you know, you're in high school or you're a troublemaker, but um, you know, in the in the long run, I think it's a sweet quality to have in a person. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, it also says you're a troublemaker and you have a tit-for-tat mentality. You a tit-for-tat guy? Yeah. That What is that? Just like, <laughs> you scratch my back, I scratch yours? Kind of like... Yeah, it, like some somebody does something to you and you can't sleep until you correct yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, I feel that for sure. I love a tit-for-tat. For tat. sure. I feel like... Uh, do you, do, are you more of like a psychological warfare kind of guy? Yeah. Or are you more just like straight to, straight to the punching? No, I, I think I could be like... <laughs> excruciatingly like calm and collected and then like d- yeah just kind of like it's that it's and then that, you just like, go kinda, sicko it's mode time to like pull out some some words i could be pretty pretty savage um if it's if it's time to hurt some feelings <laughs> porches is going to do a great job at that it's bad yeah it's like i think the i think it's just like the the like conflict shy is a is from what I understand is a pretty Libra thing. Like it's kind of like you want all of your relationships and like your friends and the world to like get along in this really naive way, but you're not kind of willing to put in the work to like confront like certain hurdles or like humps to like kind of maintain like a, a truly healthy, like whatever relate friendship relationship kind of thing. So there have been times where I just kind of let stuff simmer i'm like that's fine like whatever that's cool like all good da, 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 when it's not it's fine that's fine and then like something happens and i'm like all of the like pent-up stuff from like a year will be like come out in a, in a biting way so i'm trying to i try and be aware of that you know i mean the fact that you're aware that that's a thing that happens is, is already but I feel like that's a lot that maybe that's part of the lying thing too is like withholding the tr- truth more than like telling like mm-hmm. blatant lies like i did not do this you're just like don't actually like communicate how you're feeling or something mm-hmm. i don't why do i need to i don't need to say this right now so i won't say it right now right no i'm the same way maybe that has nothing to do with our astrological signs just our the way we were the way we was ra- raised by our by our parents sure. unfortunately i don't like conflict and i avoid it but then when it's time i get very angry and threatened to fight <laughs> You know, even though even though I'm a total pussy and I'm not going to fight anybody, you know, I, I don't want to get in a fight. That's just bad for everybody. But like, 
I've gotten into multiple screaming matches on the street where it's almost turned into fisticuffs in my life. And luckily, as I've gotten older, that's stopped happening because I've just mellowed out. You're welcome. But in a day to in a day to day normal basis, I'm not trying to confront anybody at, at yeah. all. Really, so, uh, neither am I unless I'm in like a particularly ornery mood. So I kind of like fire off some emails every now and then and apologize <laughs> the next day. Mm-hmm. So sorry, yeah. You're- tripping it has nothing to do with luckily you've got managers you know you got booking agents you got people to be the bad guy for you that's the beauty of being the star well baby. that's who i sent that's who i sent the- <laughs> <laughs> those are the people that that received yeah, your ornery manager he's such a sweet guy just kind of like be there like <laughs> that's what you pay the bastard for though you know what i mean <laughs> that they know what the job is this when they're amazing he's like my therapist i feel like it's such a crazy job to to be a manager the more i deal with him and like throughout the whole pandemic like i talked to him like more than like a lot of friends in my life and i'm just kind of amazed are you only saying all this nice stuff because he's probably listening right now no that's really funny um (laughs) okay no i just i don't know why it's coming to mind but i no i mean you guys have probably been through a lot yeah in the last year yeah, it's a it's a serious relationship. It's just, and have you had more than one manager in your career, or have you guys been together a long time? This is my second manager, so he, we've been working together for like kind of got together right before Corona landed in yeah. the U.S. Yeah, that Corona. Um, yeah, he's cool. Shout out, Dave. Big up, Dave. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. No, I mean, I think that's probably, as a musician, that's probably one of your more important relationships, you know, especially as a guy who works alone most of the time. You know what I mean? It's like, there's not, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that's kind of who you got. You know what I mean? There's no, you know, rhythm guitar player to bounce it off of. Totally. Yeah. It's a lot of, uh, I imagine it's a lot. It, I mean, I have a hard enough time like dealing with myself. Like I can't imagine kind of fielding a, a bunch of other artists like, egos and messiah complexes and mood things like you know just being calm about it it's i admire that (laughs) it's not for everyone but also you know big up dave it's easier to deal with porch's problems than dave's problems and that's something that he needs to work on you know what i mean interesting yeah tell dave he needs to he might need to find his own therapist (laughs) it's it's like i can't imagine dealing dave send me a dm we'll chat it gets better. It gets better. I, I also, Porches, I've heard on the street that you're a tennis player. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I picked up tennis last summer, and I've played like four or five times a week. Like since then, I got super, super into it. You got bit by the bug, the Babalot bug. I got bit by the bug, and I'm trying to like, I don't want it to be like a quarantine hobby. You know, I'm trying to outlive that, you know, like sourdough. Like, you want to make this a real thing. <laughs> You want this to live longer than your sourdough starter is what you're saying. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Damn, I hadn't thought about sourdough in a long time. Thanks for bringing that up. No one has. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good. That's exciting. I mean, it's it's been fucking great. I like my my days get weird if I don't do it now. It's just kind of my only exercise out outdoor activity, everything kind of. So do you have a, do you have a few friends that you play with regularly or do you just kind of show up to the courts and, and challenge whoever is who, you know, hit or hit the ball with whoever? Uh, I got a couple of friends um, that I play with, but I, it's kind of the first sport. I've not played many sports in my life. So it's the first one where I feel like 
I have met some people at this park near my house and uh, built kind of a sport tennis relationship with them. And that's, that's cool to me. You get to try out a little locker room talk for the first time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta, you get to slap somebody in the ass with the, with, with your small hand towel and say, what's up, yeah. pussies? And then you're like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing. Just playing. I'm just playing. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's good to have a little, uh, you know, kind of testosterone field camaraderie. It is. I'll like throw my racket and like, I don't know. I get, Hell yeah. get worked up. But I feel like you get out a lot of whatever, you know, those Pizza Hut demons come out. In a, in a healthier way yeah exactly yeah, they do no we play we play pretty we play pretty seriously as well um and i think that uh you know it's in new york it's tough man it's like in la it's like pretty easy to go i mean courts are really busy during covid but now it's like you can kind of go play the weather's nice all the time but when i'm when i'm in my apartment in new york and i can i can walk to the to the Watkins, you know that it's 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 like go it's like playing off road yeah it's it's intense that's where i've been playing too brian Watkins, but there's also seward park we should play when we're here be really fun yeah man i'm down what is your what is your tennis look you don't strike me as like a nike head to toe guy like no but i i put some some thought into it i usually wear i got some nice shorts i like some like some sharp like techie shorts and like a some like ratty band shirt or something like that it's kind of my you like you do a high low pair down yeah yeah you do your arcteryx techie shorts and just like a shit stained dinosaur junior shirt right. from 1989. <laughs> yeah, maybe some some free a free Loewe Loewe promo right. tee that exactly. you just kind of use uh-huh. as a rag. It's a little oversized, but well, you know, I'll wear it for ten. I like those shirts turn out to be the best ones because you just beat the shit out of them mm-hmm. and then wash them a bunch and they're all like. And you can never let go of those. Yeah, I mean, I find myself wearing a polo because it feels appropriate but i'm i'm afraid that as i get older i'm going to edge into that zone of like european tourists who like exercises in polos yeah like they get the regular and you'll have to flip the collar up as well to expose the yeah the paco rabanne yeah, or the tommy hilfiger logo <laughs> yeah, exactly the montclair logo but i'm a little i i on the tennis court, it makes sense, but the regular gym, I'm just afraid of going there. Right. You know, I'm afraid of taking it that far, but I feel myself edging towards that reality. Sometimes I'll wear a polo pretty. at Equinox, and it makes me feel like I'm more rich than I actually am. <laughs> like, people will look at me and be like, okay, big dog, I see you. But it also, yeah, there's only so much, like, you, you know when you're at the gym and you see somebody just sweating like a dog, like, laying it all out onto the mat, just, like, really did a crazy workout? Those people are never wearing a polo, you know. You can only no, you can only exert yourself so far wearing wearing just a common cotton. I polo. feel like if you're gonna like, I'm here to change that narrative. If you are expecting to lose, you dress down so you don't look like you're trying too hard when you lose. <laughs> and if you think you're gonna go in for a win, you can kind of like, you know, wear a little polo, like mm-hmm. white, all white, and just like mm-hmm. clean up and be like, yes, I am. The tennis player you know but dress dress for the score you want yeah okay, i got that have you uh you you ever wear a tank top porches what do you where do you stand on a tank a tank top like uh uh not really i wear like those a shirts the what like the hanes joints <laughs> what's an a shirt you talking about like a wife wife respecter yeah <laughs> okay that's about it um I forgot we changed the name. I forgot we changed the name to Wife Respector. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, let me get a let me get a Hanes A shirt and a and a Swisher. That's what you say at one of your local NYC bodegas, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's more. I mean, that is a tank top, I guess. But Jason's more on his like. I cut the sleeves off of my shirt. I live in LA vibe, which I don't like for him, but he does it anyway. But part of what you were saying before about you know wearing dressing for what you know what you you expect to do. Nothing sweeter than seeing a guy in a polo get his ass whooped on the court by a guy wearing a ratty sleeveless T-shirt. That's true. Feels good. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of clothes, you know, you are a fashionable fellow, and we we just. We're we're doing a bunch of merch for our tour. Um, you know, what are some of your philosophies on on Porch's merch out there? Is that something that you put a lot of thought into? Uh, do you have any non non traditional items that you like to do aside from just a t shirt? I was a dad hat type. L- shit? Literally, like designed a tank top. Oddly enough, but like uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's like good. one of the like the tailored <laughs> ones. Like it's like tight around the shoulder. That kind of vibe, like a seventies. Tank. like a g-unit tank dude i don't know what those look like are they tailored like that it has a little more of a snug fit to kind of show off the yeah. shoulder muscle definition if you have you know if you have that that was a vibe i was thinking about some gym shorts would be cool maybe tennis balls my friend made some merch tennis balls uh but yeah just usually it's just the regular stuff i design all the the merch which is kind of that's cool fun kind of like psychotic sometimes to just be sweating and photoshop trying to make it up as i go along but button-ups would be cool i've been really into button-ups lately with like a little and broke but those are hard i guess because it's just such there's, there's a lot of history to the button-up i don't think i would i would wear like some <laughs> like gildan you know oxford shirt personally uh-huh. yeah, yeah the guilt the I didn't Gildan know Gildan Oxford makes is a Oxford. rare. Is that, is that true? I don't know. I was trying to think of some like. <laughs> no, they they might. They might. I mean, the problem is with all that stuff because we've looked into all this stuff too. It's like it gets a little funny. Like the buttons will be wrong. Something's wrong with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, the fit and, is just off. Yeah, the fits off. Something's wrong with it. But I think you could find you because we want to do polos and it's like all the blank polos have three buttons instead of mm-hmm. two, and I just don't. That's not for me. I need two buttons. Yeah, and it's these. You know. But a button-up, you can, you can find one. You cool. can find a, a white or a blue Oxford. Mm. I don't know if I've seen now a, we're talking. a band tie before. I don't think so. If, if there was, then it would. unfortunately it would be a ska band. And I don't know if that's a, a road that you want to go down. You may have had a ska pass, though, Portia. That's my first, uh, first band I was ever in. I played trumpet in a ska band when I was like 13 years old. You going to drop the name of this band? Oh. God, I don't even. I mean, it had to have a fun punny name. I know it did. What the hell was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna remember. It was a long time ago. Problem smoking all that mid porches. You don't even remember your own goddamn Scott band name. I was a long time yeah, ago, twenty years ago. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to do this. You know, if it comes to you, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> It's the most important part is that you were in a ska band. That's all that. Yeah, that's all we need to. Yeah, it doesn't actually matter what the, yeah, what it's called. Yeah. I mean, I, I listened to, it's funny because Operation Ivy is considered ska and I listen to it probably once a week. It really holds up. That's cool. I should once a week revisit that. Yeah, bro. I love it. It's a classic record. I feel like Aaron was a little more Aquabats. I fucked with the Aquabats, definitely. Hell yeah. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You know the vibe. <laughs> you know. Wasn't King Travis Barker in Aquabats? That's right. No, was he? And look at him now. Damn. Yeah, he was. He was the. Uh, that was his before he was in Blink One Eighty Two. He was plucked, plucked out You're of me. Aquabat stardom. That's crazy. And now he's balls deep in a Kardashian. That's where Scott can take you, brother. <laughs> yeah, Scott's bigger. We need to get you in the studio with Travis Barker. I think that could be an idea oh, for you. Oh, man. Yeah, I wonder what the You're heck? the last musician left who hasn't recorded with Travis Barker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the only guy left. I know I know you've got some sessions planned with Lil Huddy, but I want you to get in with Travis Barker yeah, first. I can't, can't, what the fuck would we come up with in the studio? I'd be curious to hear. It would Hopefully, it would be some Nirvana covers just to get the just to get the, the whistle wet. <laughs> a, and smash, a smash hit. It, man the thing is travis barker's got he's involved in like multiple hit songs right now it's so strange what he's been able to do look the guy's good at drums what do you want me to do chris no he's very good at drums. he knows he knows how a nasally melody should be three <laughs> three points sung that's true that's true no you're right and porch is as nasal as fuck i think this is gonna be a match made in heaven you got any sinus issues porches <laughs> i could get some <laughs> just look into it talk I'm to dave working. dave dave if you're listening see if we can develop some type of sinus issue deviate my septum deviate that motherfucking septum that's when we start getting those super bowl commercial sinks brother hey dave it's aaron a couple things uh, i need to deviate my septum and if you could talk to <laughs> travis barker's people that'd be great just let me just let me call me back when you got that stuff sorted out. i'll be over here working on merch <laughs> the podcast went great yeah the podcast podcast great they taught me a few things do you have do you have some shows planned in the near future um we got this tour we're going to announce uh on the fifth when this next song comes out i don't know when this comes out on the first on the first so maybe i shouldn't say that yet but yeah trying to just like hit the road hard next year um do a couple things at the end of this year hopefully we played a couple shows and they were um insane like the best feeling i've felt in mind felt like the first show i ever played i like blacked out on adrenaline like it was so special the way it's supposed to be yeah it really felt like the way it was supposed to be and i i don't think that feeling is going to go anywhere anytime soon as far as the excitement on both ends, the audience and the performer, like it was just honestly like maxed out. It felt so good. I like played yeah, a whole song so cool. with like a, my guitar, one string like tuned to a different note by mistake because I was just like <laughs> totally lost. I'm, I'm a- and it didn't matter. It probably made it sound like more of a portrait song. Yeah, it's one a string little, to be out of nastier. Yeah, it didn't even matter. I just felt like like a little kid, you know. I was like, "Fuck it, let's go." <laughs> You're playing the guitar with no great. hands for a while. You don't that even was know the thing. Is like I wanted to like break through all my strings. Like I don't want to even play this thing. I just want to like throw myself <laughs> around. Uh-huh. Have um, you ever jumped? Have you ever like gone head first into the drum kit? I definitely have. I have done that. Yeah, feels good. Okay. I, I I could only imagine. And as long as you don't get one of those tom stands in in your kidney, it's probably got to feel fucking amazing. Yeah, even that feels kind of good until like <laughs> the next day. I mean, uh, as long as we don't have to hit, you know, Cedar Sinai is what I'm talking yeah, about. This is true. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right, so the so the the tour is coming soonish, and then the album is in stores. What day did you say the new records in stores? 
October 8th. Congratulations. I'm glad that you have stuck through quarantine, made another great Porches album, picked up the fine game of tennis. And, um, you know, all we have to do now is maybe cut down to one pack a week instead of one pack a day, and we're going to be good to go, Aaron. This is true. We got to find the closest Pizza Hut in uh, New York. That's <laughs> in Manhattan. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll come. We're taking you to Pizza Hut. We're putting on the How Long Gone card. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on us, brother. Oh, yeah. yeah, Aaron, honestly, though, thank you for joining us. We're both big fans, and we're excited for the new record to come out. And uh, you guys go go listen to that, purchase that, stream that uh, when it comes out October 8th. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Aaron. All right, see you guys. Oh, yeah.